Field. With way more square footage, the new place was big enough to house a permanent display and host sales. No more rolling stones up a hill. I flicked my burning cigarette into a snowbank and hoisted my gimpy leg inside the Chevy. On my way. Thanks, Jay. I don't know what I'd do without you. An ice storm poised to slam us that night. Winter had gotten an early start this season. Life on the mountain. I punched the truck in gear and tried not to think about temporary dinners, permanent missteps, and the possibility of different lives. This afternoon, my wife and son were on loan. Seeing Aiden, now almost six years old, hearing the stuff that would come out of his mouth, the one-liners and comebacks, knowing I wouldn't be around to catch those little moments, killed me. I turned up the radio so I didn't have to think. Springsteen didn't help. By the time I crossed state lines, I'd worked myself up. It's not the proms or weddings, the driver's license tests or little league games. I'd catch the big stuff. The real remorse rooted in the mundane, the day-to-day. Silliness around the breakfast table, family movies on a snowy night, hot chocolate, decorating a tree, someone else playing dad. Another reason I was grateful for Tom's call. If I focused on work, I could avoid wallowing in the shallow ends of self-pity. And for the first time in a long time, I had my eye on the prize. Tom Gable was getting out of the antiques game. He wanted to sell, and he wanted me to buy. I'm tired of busting ass up here, he said. Winter lasts too damn long on this mountain, and I've always liked you, Jay. I liked him too, but mutual admiration wasn't making me forty grand richer. I'd need at least that much to get a loan. My entire life, I'd never enjoyed more than a thousand bucks in the bank. Jenny and her new husband may have shared a big house in the swanky suburbs of Burlington, but I was struggling to keep my head above water in Ashton. Tom and I had a handshake agreement, one year to come up with the cash. Otherwise, he'd be forced to sell to Owen Eaton and the clearinghouse. By the time I got to Tom's farmhouse in the foothills, the sky had fallen hard, a slate curtain lowered. Tom met me on the porch with a fat envelope. He was drunk the big man unsteady on his feet, another reason not to get behind the wheel on these twisty, frozen trails. Sounded like a hell of a party inside. I peered around my boss's hefty frame, smelling hot brandy, apples, and cinnamon. The house was packed, a middle-aged rager. Old-timey Christmas music blared. I saw his wife, Freddie, who smiled and waved me in. I held up the envelope, and she returned an understanding nod. Tom clasped my shoulder. Thanks, Jay, he said, slurring, leading me off the porch to my truck as silver flakes floated down from the heavens. Really bailing me out. Not a problem. Really bailing me out, he repeated. On my way off the mountain, I got a call from my buddy Charlie, who was at the Dubliner, the pub on the other side of town where he spent most nights, drinking beer, playing darts, wasting his life. He'd often try to drag me down with him. I usually begged off. I had to be up at the crack of dawn, and almost 35 years old, I'd grown sick of the bar scene. I heard the desperation in his voice tonight. Even though I was running late, I invited him along, hoping he'd say no. He jumped at the offer. After his latest DUI, Charlie wasn't able to drive, so I had to pick him up. 
I tried to convince myself it was always better to have an extra set of hands, even if Charlie's bad back and lazy disposition made him a lousy helper. Divorced or never married, what difference does it make? Holidays suck when you're alone. How's this work? Charlie asked as we walked into the warehouse, ice shellacking snowdrifts into frozen waves like some postmodern sculpture. Several trucks cluttered the lot. Lamentation Mountain always bore the brunt of nor'easters. You never did an auction for Tom? After I quit the business a few years back to try my hand at corporate, a brief experiment that did not end well, Charlie left the phone company to take over for me. Sort of. Charlie was a shiftless employee, and Tom stopped using him. I guess Tom didn't trust me with that much money. Charlie's current gig was milking a workman's comp for a back injury he sustained climbing telephone poles. His back was messed up.